0: The gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner?" And he said to him, rise and go your way, your faith has made you well. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Jesus, master, have mercy on us. That, my friends, was the cry of those ten lepers that we just read about in our gospel reading. Ten lepers who stood at a distance and they lifted up their voices to Jesus for mercy. Now, in case you haven't noticed, this is not the first time someone has cried out in mercy for Jesus. Consider for a moment all of the other accounts in the New Testament. In the New Testament, we hear about people like blind Bartimaeus, the father of that epileptic son, that Canaanite woman, the ten lepers, a tax collector, and so forth, all crying out for mercy. Yes, for mercy. From their inward gut and their tightened heart, they cried out for pity. They cried out for help. They cried out for mercy and compassion and grace to Jesus. And Jesus... Well, he certainly gave mercy. He gave mercy to the weak and the afflicted. He gave mercy to those who had nothing to give and were spiritually bankrupt. Jesus gave mercy to lepers. He gave mercy towards the demoniacs. He gave mercy to the hungry, the blind, the dead, and so forth. It is interesting, though, Jesus does not give mercy to people such as those Pharisees. The reason why? Well, those Pharisees, they believed that they were not in need. You see, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and those scribes, that big bunch of religious leaders of that first century, well, they all believed that they had it together. They crossed all of their T's and they dotted all of their I's. They were squeaky clean, or so they thought. As a result, They didn't cry out for mercy like all those other ragamuffins did. And Jesus? Well, he did not give them mercy, but more often than not, he met them with a stern eye and judgment. Dear friends, that is how it works, with mercy. Those who seek mercy have nothing to give. Those who cry out for mercy surely cannot buy or trade for mercy. And Christ, well, he never sells mercy. Christ never allows his mercy to be purchased, for that would negate the very essence of what mercy is all about. To the point, moved by compassion, Christ shows and gives mercy to those who are at the end of their rope. Indeed, mercy is for those who have lost everything That is most dear to them. Mercy is for those who cry out over their failures and their sins. Mercy is for those who know that they cannot overcome sin and death and the devil himself. Mercy is for those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Those who know that they are never going to meet up to the standards of the world and especially to meet up to God's holy and precious law. And so it is starting to make sense, is it not? Indeed, it is starting to make sense. You see, we cry out for mercy each and every week right here in our liturgical church services when we sing the Kyrie. Yes, when we sing that Kyrie. Just like those lepers that we read about in our gospel reading from Luke, we cry out and we sing... Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on us. We sing it each and every Sunday, together in unison, as we stand, crying out and singing out for mercy. But wait a minute, you and I do not have leprosy. So why do we cry out for mercy in our church services right here? Well, the answer is this. It's quite simple. Our cry for mercy to the Lord is a cry for salvation. It is our cry seeking help and aid and mercy upon us, not as lepers, but as sinners. Dear friends, think about the implications of this crying out for mercy in our church services. When we cry out for mercy in the Kyrie, does this cry mean that we are weak to the point, yes, it does. Does the singing of the Kyrie mean that we are in need? Yes, it does. Does it mean that we need help outside of ourselves? Yes, it does. Does it communicate that we have a problem? Yes, it does. As poor, miserable sinners, in thought, word, and deed, the only thing that we can say before God is, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on me. You see, only sinners in need of mercy can properly cry out and sing the Kyrie Lord, have mercy. Many years ago, I had a conversation with an agnostic. Yes, an agnostic is a person that's very similar to an atheist. They don't believe in God, or to the point, they don't believe you can prove in the existence of God. They're skeptics at best. In an attempt to criticize Christianity, this agnostic said that Christianity, well, he said it's just a a crutch for the weak. It is a crutch for the weak, the unintelligent, and the scared. He went on to say that Christianity offers comfort to losers in life. Now, before we get too defensive, was he right? Yes, was this agnostic right? Brush aside any of the offense and ask yourself, was he right? In spite of maybe our defensiveness to this agnostic so-called criticisms upon Christianity, keep in mind, this agnostic was actually closer to the kingdom of God than the self-righteous Pharisees of the New Testament were. That is right. This agnostic was closer to understanding the kingdom of God than many self-righteous religious people in our modern day and age. The reason being, Christianity is about Christ being merciful to those who actually need mercy. Those who cry out for mercy know that they cannot buy it. They know that they cannot earn it. They know that they cannot accomplish it. To cry out for mercy is to plead for mercy that comes to us as a way of gift. And Christ, well, he gives mercy to repentant sinners... Sinners who beat their chest and cry out for mercy with open hands. To paraphrase Psalm 51, perfect performance pins, yes, perfect performance pins do not impress God. However, heart-shattered lives and broken pride do not escape God's notice. Dear friends, this is why the Kyrie is so important to our church services It is the cry of Christ's church. It is not a dead liturgical song, but the church's cry and prayer before God Lord, have mercy on us. Perhaps nothing else defines us greater than this simple cry for mercy because Christianity is not merely weak people looking for a crutch, but it is dead sinners crying out and receiving forgiveness, life, and salvation. That is right. Even though that the agnostic was close to understanding Christianity, he had not gone far enough. Christianity is not just a crutch for the weak. It is a merciful savior for spiritually dead people. You see, when you sing the Kyrie or say, Lord, have mercy, you are acknowledging two things. First, you're acknowledging that you cannot pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You are acknowledging your sinful condition. You're acknowledging your powerlessness in the sin-sick world in the face of sin, death, and the devil. And secondly, this cry for mercy is an acknowledgement by faith that the Lord is the one who is sovereign over all things and all situations. This cry for mercy to the Lord acknowledges that the Lord has compassion for sinners like you and me. That he does not turn a blind eye to a broken cry for mercy. Dear friends, this is why pagans do not and cannot cry for mercy. They don't want to acknowledge their weakness of sins and their powerlessness And they don't want to acknowledge that there is something greater than them, someone who stands above them. But that is not who you are. You are not a pagan. You are a Christian. You are the baptized. And so you and I know that this Christian life is a life of dependence you and I know that we are never able to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. You and I know that we are never called to go at this life alone, but are instead called to remain and abide in Christ. Yes, to abide in Christ. You and I know that we are called not to the delusion of self-sufficiency, but to the role of a beggar. Yes, the role of a beggar, to be a receiver of good gifts with open hands. You who have ears, hear. You and I never stop crying for mercy, for you and I are always in need of the Lord's mercy in everything and every situation and at all times. So when you sing the Kyrie every Sunday, my friends, sing it with faith. Smile and rejoice as you sing that Kyrie. Sing it with confidence. Let that Kyrie, Lord have mercy, let those words and that song fill this sanctuary. Sing it with faith. Sing it with confidence. And don't just sing it on Sunday. Sing it every day, knowing that you belong to the Master, Jesus Christ, who has overcome sin and death and the devil for you. Sing the Kyrie with faith, knowing that whatever unthinkable thing you are going through, that absolutely nothing, that absolutely nothing, nothing living or nothing dead, nothing angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between you and God's love because of the way that Jesus, your master, has embraced you with his mercy and baptism. Baptized saints, Christ did not cast those poor lepers off to the side who lifted their voices for mercy. And he does not cast you aside either when you cry for mercy. He has already given you mercy by his nailed scarred hands and longs to give you mercy continually in his word of absolution and his body and blood from this very table given for you, shed for you. Take comfort this day. The Lord Jesus Christ will not regard your cries of mercy with contempt. He will not despise your cry of mercy, for he does not forsake his own. Your cry for mercy is not a nuisance, but the voice of faith faith to the Lord. A Lord, yes, a Lord who is merciful to those in need of mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord have mercy on us. And my friends, He does. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word be speaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org, or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org the, the Lord bless and keep you.